for another special bonus episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Today we've got our third interview of the week. On Monday, we talked with author Carrie Harris about her new book, Liberty and Justice for All, the first in Marvel's X-Men line of prose novels. Yesterday, we talked with award-winning actress Tara Strong about her new series on Discovery Family, My Little Pony, Pony Life, which premieres this Saturday again on Discovery Family or the Discovery Family Go app. And today we're talking with Adam Stafford of the Starhaven Rounders, a country and western band out of Kansas City, Missouri. He and his wife Erin are putting on an online concert this Saturday. We talk a little bit about that and more. Enjoy. All right. Like I said, I've got Adam Stafford with me today of the Starhaven Rounders. First of all, how have you been the last few months? It's been a while and it's been crazy. It's been a long uh, year. I've, uh, you know, it's been a long year for everybody. So my case is not special, but, uh, you know, it's been, a, things <laughs> change. You know, it's a life changing event uh, when you weren't expecting one. And it was for everybody. Right. Uh, so. Well, you, it's beyond, beyond the band, you work in live entertainment, in the business. Talk about kind of the state of the industry right now, how the pandemic's kind of taken a toll on live entertainment in general. Uh, Well, I I think the state of it right now is completely dismal. There is really no industry. There's some folks out there uh, trying to do different things uh, to make things happen, but uh, you know, just to kind of let you know what I do, I, I'm an event and concert producer. So I work for Live Nation right. uh, and some other promoters and, uh, and companies. I'll produce events for companies and things like that. So at the beginning of the year, you know, it was going to be a banner year for touring concert industry. Uh, my calendar was packed and it was uh, just star studded too. It was going to be a really great year. And uh, I think I was doing, I had a, uh the last few shows i did i did um chris stapleton and then i had kiss and then i had i think my very very last one was a jim gaffigan date in uh in independence at the uh, silverstein arena uh but right after that i think that was at the end of february and you know typically uh the concert industry kind of comes to a lull it doesn't come to a stop but over the winter Generally, things are settling down. Everybody's kind of gearing up uh, for spring and summer runs and fall tours. Uh, it's kind of a time of year. Everybody's kind of, you know, starts about the holidays, uh, about Thanksgiving. Good luck getting a hold of an agent or a tour manager or anybody like that for a while. You better <laughs> have your ducks in a row. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, long story short, I would produce these shows. You know, they hire me to execute concerts. Uh, there are contracts. So I work with the venues. I work with the tours. I work, uh, uh, I, essentially I'm the go-to man on everything. I settle the shows, uh, at the end of the night. And then once that show's done, it is sent off and, uh, we move on to the next show. And it's just, it's essentially like starting a business in the morning and wrapping it up at 12 o'clock at night. Right. It's just, it's what it is, you know? So you're accounting for all this income and money spent and, you know, that's just the, boring kind of numbers part of it but you know there are arenas and so there we you know definitely done a few stadium shows uh certainly a ton of arena shows and watch large acts so all that uh came to an absolute stop uh for everybody in any pot you know it was 
scary because everybody was like, oh, what are we going to do? You know, there was all that confusion right there at the start, I think, for everybody. Uh, but uh, for us in particular, you know, we kind of, it's like uh, a phantom concert. We're still doing our job. Like we're advancing these shows that are going to happen about a month away. And we just know that they're going to be canceled, but we got to keep working towards it anyway, because you don't know. Right. You know, if you just, you know, just don't stop until it's just canceled and off the books. Uh, but I got to say, you know, just from saying that it's dismal, it, it's uh, billions and billions of dollars uh, and millions and millions of people uh, not working. Yeah. Uh, and it's a very specialized field, audio engineers, lighting directors, uh, lighting designers, stagehands and riggers. And uh, you got all your venue ops, you've got concessions, you've got all those people um catering touring caterers bus drivers semi trucks trucking companies production companies nothing going on right now and that is a huge huge amount of money that it has been lost this year in that industry uh and it's not that it has been a quiet issue uh but it's certainly not getting very much attention right, right. now and of course it's hard to get any attention away from uh the supreme distraction that is currently around um but you know there's some groups out, out there like neva which is the national independent venue association you know i think they're trying to get some lobbyists on board to give us some help but you know you go from doing doing uh nothing yeah and and then you know you've got people that that's a huge amount of people unemployed and uh to hear some folks say well just get another job well it's you know i've been doing this for i've been doing this for 20 years I, you know i've been that's all i know how to do and it's very highly specialized so just getting down and doing some other job just isn't going to cut it really i mean certainly if it came to asses and elbows i suppose i would just do whatever the hell i had to do but i'm not hurt right now yeah um so my wife, you know, my wife is working from home too. So uh, mm -hmm. I pretty much just handed the office over to her and, uh, and I work for, a, you know, we've got a couple creative endeavors we're trying to do uh, with some of the industry people. So I, you never know how some of that's going to pan out. But like I said, some folks and some companies are trying like the drive-in uh, concerts and uh, there's certainly been, you know, there's parts of the country that I've done some shows and I've done some sh uh, two shows up in Cedar Rapids mm -hmm. uh, and they did, uh, tremendous in the way they handled uh, doing that. I think that was the first arena show in the United States uh, since it began. Mm -hmm. But they did a great job. And then the second one was at an outdoor amphitheater. So that was a little bit easier to manage. Uh, but they, again, the venue was all managing that. They did the, the job. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's not, nothing's going to swing back through until this all opens up because you just can't put semi trucks and buses and people on the road and be in hotels and uh, with everything practically shut down. It's just not possible. So that, that is the state of the industry, which is shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is kind of a nerdy question, I know, but I, yeah. I just, I dig this stuff. So talk about the logistics and the, the insurance piece of that. You can't cancel a show without having some skin in the game unless 
there's like a, an order from a governor or a mayor or something like that with, or, or, or is it more open where you can kind of change things? But it seems like I know, especially with like the convention scene, um, there were a lot of folks promoting conventions right up until they would get those governor's orders saying behind the scenes, ain't no one hell we're putting the show on, but we've got to toe the line and we've got to promote the hell out of it up until we get that government official to say, no, you can't do this. And then we can, Hey, we're okay. We got our liability covered and you know, we're, our asses are covered basically. Is that the same with the live entertainment where you've got concerts to promote and you've got to promote them, even though you know, they're not going to happen so that for the insurance piece, it, you know, you've, you've covered your yourselves. That's a lot you just talked about. So yeah. let's break it down <laughs> into a couple pieces. I think uh, firstly, let's talk about uh, the right up to the last moment part uh, and before we even get into the insurance section of that. Uh, but I think it should be noted about the contracts. If, if there's a tour going down the road, they have contracts and it's been in contracts for six, seven, eight a year. Uh, and there are already all sorts of things built into that contract. Uh, and I'm sure uh, how this probably panned out in the way that, uh, you know, because there's, you also put down huge amounts of money on in deposits for these things. And there's already overhead before this thing even touches, uh, the water or any marketing gets a hold of it to start marketing it. Um, so let's just take, for instance, uh, let's just say a tour is going down the road. I've got a contract for them, uh, for 45,000 and that's not enough. That's pretty low in the middle of the road that's about you know your standard pretty good size medium artist 45 to 100,000 but also that shit was getting inflated towards the end but anyway <laughs> um they've put down a 10% deposit on that so there's $4500 now let's say we've got about 100 of those you've put out that much money in deposits and usually they're only due about 10 days out but that money's earmarked it can't go anywhere um, so this falls under the contract of a force majeure likely, mm -hmm. and it's an act of God, I would assume, right. I don't know, cause I'm not an attorney, but I, you know, I know that got hairy for a little bit, but also the agents and managers aren't working either. There's nothing for them to do, uh, other than to call their artists every day and go, everything cool. You know, they, <laughs> they got real, no job going on. Uh, so everybody was feeling this. It's just, there was, so there was no leverage. Uh, nobody could really push back with anything and say, you know, well, if you don't do this, then you're not getting the next show or blah, blah, you know. Right. Uh, so there's that. And so, yeah, there was definitely money lost. And I'm sure it was a case-by-case -case basis with the artists, depending on how big they were. Uh, you know, you think about a stadium tour. There has already been a ton of design work and uh, logistics uh, and put into how we're going to do this. Uh, and that, that gets very, very deep. I mean, we could go down that for hours, right? Uh, but it's complicated and it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of engineers and designers and uh, people that's been doing this for a long time. And then there's also the creative element of all that. What, what's this going to look like? You know, you're not just building a building, you're putting on a show. Uh, and it's got to look interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's all sorts of tools to do that these days. It's not nearly as difficult, but it's expensive. All that shit's very, very expensive. Uh, so, you know, those people are making money, those production companies, those lighting designers, all that. But all that money has already been kicked into the show that's going to happen in eight months. And, you know, those kind of advances have already began. Uh, 
you know, before that even starts, there's a million, couple million bucks, you know, right. Uh, if you're talking about a big, big show, uh, but you know, as far as that goes, yeah, there's definitely a lot now. insurance. Like, you know, I think I kind of touched on that. I think it's going to be more or less a act of God is going to come down to it in that particular contract. Uh, but you know, whatever their deal was, you don't get your deposit back or any of that. Not, I, I don't know. Does does that tend to make it harder to get insurance going forward for a show, or is it just kind of we all understand that this is just unprecedented and we kind of move forward? I don't know what that outcome is going to be, honestly. Uh, you know, there was already some pretty big changes going on with insurance already, and that was more or less because of uh, mass shootings and right. things like that. You know, because concerts are a big target. Uh, you know, when we do our security meetings at every show, you know, with the full staff, touring staff, and we go through procedures, that is fully a part of it now. Like, what's the exit strategy based on an open shooter or somebody who snuck backstage? Like, this is all accounted for. Uh, and that kind of, you know, how they work with the insurance on that. I know there's been some changes because there's been, uh, it costs money to do analytics, security analytics on, and have people come in there and say, this is how this needs to be done. Uh, so, you know, that's, that money doesn't fall out of the air. You've got to account for that kind of stuff. And certainly insurance companies do too. Uh, so yeah, if there's a, it's an industry that is full of quirks like that. You know, you got to think about that kind of stuff because it happens and it's just a big target. You got a high level name celebrity in the house or a few, uh, and you bomb that place. I'm sorry. That sounds horrible, but we got to talk about that. You know, Mm -hmm. it becomes a target. Well, tell us a little bit about the band, about the Starhaven Rounders, uh, who you guys are, the music you play, where you're out of, yeah, how the band yeah, came yeah. together. Let's get to something fun and <laughs> get off this depressing shit and get to something oh, exciting. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I went on a tangent there. No, that's dude. all right. I asked the question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Starhaven Rounders. Uh, well, you know, it is a classic country band. You know, everybody in the band plays all sorts of stuff, and... Uh, well, as far as genres, you know, everybody's kind of been around and played in all sorts of bands for the most part. Uh, it was, you know, we do 1939 till about 79, although we'll sneak into the 80s. Uh, and if we are drunk enough, we might even get into like the 90s. But that's about <laughs> as far as it's going to go. Right. Uh, but so classic country for the most part. And it's a, you know, big piece, you know, big swing band. So we got drums uh bass electric guitar pedal steel guitar uh then i'm on acoustic and then uh myself on vocals my wife aaron thomas on uh, vocals and uh, tessie green so three vocalists and also bill bass player does some songs as well he sings so uh he you know we like to bring a lot of energy uh to our shows uh and so but you know we've been doing it for a long time i think uh i think this year or 2021 that'll be the 10 year Oh wow! Uh, ten years. Yeah, we've been. Around. I didn't realize it'd been that long. Jeez. Ah, uh, it just goes so fast. It I guess happens. so. Yeah. Um, but you know, inside that ten years that we've been together, we've had a tremendous support. And uh, you know, I'm from Kansas City, so a lot of support here from Kansas City. Uh, the music scene up here, and the musicians, and the community has always been uh, awesome and welcoming. And there's a diverse music scene here, so it's really easy to just. Uh, go from pocket to pocket and play with other people and do all sorts of projects. But 
uh, this, you know, this particular project uh, is an easy mainstay uh, because we're not writing anything. Everything is written. We just got to do it well. You know? Play the favorites. That's right. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and we play what we want to play. So, right. you know, we're not we're not going to play uh, the beer, beer, truck, truck song or whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, so mostly classic hits. So, you know, your George Joneses, your, your Bob Wells and Texas Playboys, Merle, Willie. Uh, you know, uh, Emmy Lou Harris, the women do a lot of that. Dolly Parton, um, man, I've got just just that old school list. So we can go on and on. And all the shit we grew up on, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. At least my dad did. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> we we all did. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, talk uh, to us about well, you guys got something coming up this weekend. You guys are putting together because the live music scene is not happening um you guys have had to pivot a little bit i mean because you're used to playing shows and there have been a few uh you've been able to do some pre-recorded stuff for a few different i know for like silo fest you guys pre-recorded a piece for that um but you guys are going to go online this weekend and put on an online concert right well that's just going to be my wife and i Uh and uh you know we've done this before earlier on in the pandemic i think it was uh, probably april uh we did one and Mm -hmm had a great time it was that it's really interesting uh (laughs) to do one of these because you're not playing for anybody right in front of you i suppose it's the uh performing for camera as opposed to performing for uh an audience who you can feel feedback from you know you can look at their faces and you can say okay i need to move on and do something else or you know there's no reaction i get you know you get the little tweets but that everybody tries to be uh funny so it's not a real reaction, yeah. Somebody's yeah, trying to I make a name for themselves, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was a really good time. And so, you know, my wife and I were have been thinking about doing another one for quite a while, but it just, you know, time moves on. And we, you know, I'm down here in the in the basement, and I you, I write a lot of other things. I've been doing a lot of that, a ton of writing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, definitely nothing Starhaven uh, Rounders related. But uh, so, you know, this is what happened. This is how it came about. And I'll be brief. Anyway, I went camping just two weekends ago, went down the Ozarks. I was down near uh, pro Tim. I'd suppose it would be a good uh, waypoint for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but just beyond like a Mark Twain national forest. Anyway, came back and I'd been out down there for a couple of days with my friends and I uh, got back on a Sunday evening or about five, and you just camp tired, you know, you've just been out in the cold and you're just camp tired. Right. And so I, I get down on the couch and I'm uh, just kind of resting. You know, I left the Jeep outside uh, with everything in it, including a guitar uh, outside. And then, uh, you know, my wife says, uh, you know, it's going to snow tonight. And I'm like, what? So anyway, yeah, it did, we did get two inches anyway. Uh, pulled out and parked it in the garage and just kind of hazily did this, just kind of rolled off the couch and kind of did this and didn't shut my door. So, you know, I gave an opportunity for somebody and it was like that all night. And when I went down the next morning, guitar is gone, you know, a couple other little small things, but uh, it just made them and it was an easy target. And uh, so I was super bummed about this anyway. so we're like, what are we going to do? And, you know, I put this post out pretty quick of a picture of the stolen guitar uh, just to kind of get it out there. And to my, I guess not surprise, but uh, to my elated heart, 
it was just shared far and wide, just got shared by everybody. And everybody had all these really, really kind, nice things to say. And it was just, uh, it went from a real bummer moment to uh, something even way better. It just, you just filled your heart. And it was really nice to see everybody coming together and trying to find this thing. And so what I decided to do, I'm like, oh, you know, what can I do? What can I do? Wife comes down, of course, she has the great ideas. And she says, uh, uh, why don't you just do an online concert and uh, raise money and just do some tips? I'm like, ah, oh, that's a great idea. Wonderful idea, Aaron. And so uh, I went downstairs, came down here, and I was going to make this whole intro video. And I recorded this whole thing and had it all pieced together. And it was a lot more desperate than the one that went out. <laughs> and <laughs> I came upstairs and uh, my wife's like, hey, uh, somebody's coming by and they're going to drop off like this note. I'm like, oh, okay. So I was just upstairs waiting and a friend of ours shows up, pulls in and he has a guitar in hand. This guy had gone to the store, had saw this post and went to the guitar store and bought me a new guitar that matched it absolutely to the T with a picture. And I'm like, you know, beside myself with, uh, I can't believe somebody would do this. Uh, how generous and nice of him, you know, and it just filled my heart. So I had to scrap the first video. It's not going to work. Anymore. Had written this whole thing, you know, recorded this whole thing. Hey, please send me money. I'll play for my supper and all this. And uh, so he comes by and I plug it in. Well, I play for it all night and I plug it in and uh, it j didn't sound right. And so you know, I talked with him, and so I ended up uh, taking it back and, and changing up what it needs because you know he was he's not a musician, right? He didn't pl he didn't play it when he got to the store, and he wasn't looking and sounding, you know, was, I don't know about the action. He just said that looks like it, yeah, and went for it, uh, and he did. He came pretty dang close, uh, but I took it back on another one. So my guitar is replaced, but we still have this show we're gonna do. So I think uh, even though. Uh, I got my, I got a guitar. I think we're going to do one uh, this Saturday. Um, I believe that's the seventh from seven to nine is what we're going to do. Seven to nine. We're and where a post can election show? I think <laughs> it may be a celebration or it may not be. We'll find out, man. It's really, we're, we're recording yeah. this before the election. So yeah, it's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to make my set list yet. I'm just going to wait and see, see how, how it turns out. out. Yeah. <laughs> you may not know by Saturday. Who knows? Where can oh, it folks? Could be, uh, it, could, it could be much uh, longer. <laughs> yeah, where can uh, folks find you guys online so they can uh, enjoy the concert and uh, and listen to some good music and again show their appreciation? Where can we where can we find you? Well, again, it won't be the full band, but I think I'm going to release a couple more of those Silo Fest uh, the songs that we did because that was just such a fun time, mm -hmm. uh, and we put a lot of effort into recording it. You know, we multi tracked the whole thing uh, and were able to mix it how we wanted to post. So uh, I think I'm going to kick a couple more of those out. Um, but you can definitely check us out, Starhaven Rounders, uh, starhavenrounders.com, our uh, official website. Uh, but you got a better chance of checking us out at Facebook and just check, uh, just look for Starhaven, one word, Rounders. Uh, and, you know, it, it, I think I'm just going to probably post, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it on the Starhaven page. There I you don't want to give the... Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the our band, the band name, the Starhaven Rounders. Where that come from? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, 
our buddy Wade. The Wade is the drummer, Wade Allen Williamson. And he is uh, the founder of the band. And so this uh, came around because his dad is a country music musician uh, and had played around Kansas City area for decades and decades and decades. And, you know, I'm not saying this in past tense. He's still alive. He's still around. Um, but he lives out. Where the hell is that place? It's out uh, way out in the middle of nowhere. This, but he's got this place called the Star Haven Ranch. Just because you can see all the stars at night. It's far away enough from Kansas City where you can actually see them. Right. And uh, Star Haven Ranch. So we started, he started that band. And then uh, Wade kind of got the torch passed to him. And, you know, I think it, it was around probably in 2010 and I wasn't around. It was kind of starting to get going. And then, you know, I came in. Wade had asked me to play pedal steel. And so I came in to play pedal steel with him. And at that time, there was two pedal steel players. So it was an interesting sounding room. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like going to an accordion convention. Everyone's playing their own song. It's just. Right. Uh, and so that wasn't going to work out. But he had seen me play and sing before. So I went out and, you know, I think I started front in the band after that. And the, the lineups changed after 10 years. We've had quite a few great players come and go. Yeah, uh, but I think a solid core of it's always been there for a long time. Uh, and certainly, you know, my wife joined a couple of years ago, um, and we of course brought on Tessie Green to do some other harmony parts. But of course, Nate Hofer on pedal steel. God, that man's just amazing. Uh, but anyway, I'll kick out some more of those videos, and uh, I'll post them on Starhaven's uh, Facebook site so you guys can check them out. Absolutely, yeah. We'll definitely send some folks that direction. Um, that's about all i've got you guys gonna make it down for the holidays or you staying close to home i don't know uh i don't know you know i've talked to mom my mother and uh my brother to see what's going on and it's it's a pretty hotbed down there and i don't think we want to do anything indoors i think if the weather's warm enough i'll try to bop down there and do something but other than that probably not yeah i just don't uh it's a weird thing to have to deal with right now. We're trying to figure yeah. out the holiday stuff too. And it's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Especially with kids, think, kids going through quarantine right. and it's like, who's uh, even, who's even available, you know, on a given holiday, you can't really prepare for that. And I don't know. I don't know. That's a weird thing. Well, if you get down here, holler at us, let us know. Uh, yeah, man. I haven't seen you in a long time. I feel like every time I do see you, it's in the worst situation. Uh, <laughs> we come together for uh, funerals, for pandemics, funerals. <laughs> and uh, yeah. maybe it's better if we don't get together than you know, we might end the well, world. Let's just change the tide. Let's just change the tide of it. We can change that. That'll work, man. Well, it's good to talk to you. Good to catch up, man. We'll talk to you later. You too, buddy. All right, man. We'll see you. Thank you. Thanks again to Adam. Be sure to catch Adam and Aaron this Saturday, November 7th at facebook.com slash Starhaven Rounders. Coming up next week, we are recording a bonus Survivor Series wrestling time fantasy draft episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast with our special guest, Branson's two-time comedian of the year, Derek Zhu. You'll definitely want to catch that one, so be sure to follow us on social media at PGTC Podcast at popgoestheculture.com and subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast in the podcast player of your choice. Playing us out today, we have the Starhaven Rounders with their rendition of Lonesome, Honry, and Mean that they recorded for this year's Silo Fest. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and we will catch you then. See ya!
Oh, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Silofest. I can hear your applause from the Zoom sesh. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.